Episode 22, Nor Iron Bars a Cage. Stay tuned after the credits for a bonus episode. If you're traveling across America, you might, in the heat of the late morning, at the edge of a large city in an extensive forest, come across a large, hand-painted sign. It will only be there if you aren't in a hurry. You will only notice it if you have no place in particular where you need to be. The sign features one word, and no matter your history with the type of entertainment it advertises, you will be intrigued. If you are lucky, you will continue on, thinking a sign that old couldn't refer to something that still exists. Unfortunately, it still does, but only if you aren't looking for it. You are following a sign marked Zoo. Yeah, no real problems. Venice was wonderful, and I got some really good new leads on the aquarium from Natalie. Good to hear it. It'll be good to have you back. We have a couple of situations here. What's going on? Barb's investigating rumors of something snapping alligators in half down in Miami. Florida. But just because Barnes is in Florida doesn't mean you should be short on staff. Even if you took a full capture to Well, Michelle is dealing with what I think is an outbreak of giant tardigrades in Kodiak. Kodiak, Alaska? No, Kodiak, New Jersey. Oh. Oh. Wait, I didn't know there was a Kodiak, New Jersey. Oh. That was sarcasm. You use sarcasm. You've been spending way too much time with me. Agreed. Oh, aren't we a comedian today? So that just leaves a few zoologists and zookeepers at the zoo today? Mostly. If we have another cryptid sighting, I'll have to go myself. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I'm heading back then. I might have to hold down the fort by myself. Oh, while I'm thinking of it, do we have a gremlin exhibit? 
We haven't had one for quite some time. Why do you ask? Oh, there's just something on the wing of my plane. There was this guy who really freaking out about it, too. He provided a pretty good distraction for me to snatch the thing and make off with it. It was still hell to stuff it in my carry-on. Anyway, where's the anchor? The sign is currently at Gwyn's Falls Park. Gwyn Falls Park. Wait, is it Gwyn's or Gwyn? It's Gwyn's. That's a horrible name. Okay, I'll grab something to eat here and catch it before it moves. Thanks. See you soon. Yeah, can I get a Reuben sandwich and a cream soda, please? Thank you. Hello, Agent Kaspar. Don't you touch me at all. Oh, Normandy? Yes, you might notice the pressure in your lower back. That's a jet injector. If you make a move, I'll inject enough poison into you to dissolve your bones. Could you, I don't know, not do that? Ah, uh, there's that irascible snark I was told to expect. You're going to take me to the zoo. I really don't think that I am. I'm pretty sure you are. Unless, of course, you want your kidneys to turn to slurry. Look, Normandy, if you tell me what it is you want, I'm sure this can be worked out. I can help you. I want my friend back. Who? Paige? Oh, Normandy, I don't think you understand what you're asking. The zoo kidnapped my friend, convinced me to leave her there, and I will get her back. I don't know how to tell you this, but I know things about Paige you don't. Yeah, I'm sure. But did you do some experiments? What? No. We're not Area 51. Look, you had to know that this wasn't going to play out the way you wanted. There's some other reason you came here. I think... Normandy, look at this situation. This isn't rational. It's not what the person in the video I saw would have done. Are you sure the aquarium is a good fit for you? Are you really going to offer me a job while I have a pressurized needle of a Korokamui poison at your back? I'm just saying, you have a lot of options open right now, and I'm willing to keep those on the table if you put down the jet injector. If you don't, those options close, and you can't go back. I'm not going to negotiate again, Kaspar. I tried that once, and you people turned me around until I didn't know which way was up anymore. And besides, I know it's at Gwyn's Falls Park right now. I'll get in whether you're with me or not. But this way, the only hostage I'll need to take is you. Fuck. Okay, I'll go with you. Good. Don't try anything funny. I will use this. Let's move. I can't believe that after watching that video, you decided to join them. What is wrong with you people? Things are more complicated than you understand, Normandy. I understand enough. Start walking to your car. Damn it. What? Is someone following us? No, nothing like that. I didn't get my sandwich. Keep walking, and don't even think of trying to draw attention to yourself. 
wouldn't dream of it. I really miss my basement. Is humor a coping mechanism for you? More like a defense mechanism. Kind of like squid ink. Great. Throw your awkward humor at me. Maybe you can escape. Open the door. I work in research. I don't have keys. Great depths. Are all of you so useless? What's that? Durahan Fingerbone. Opens any lock. Sweet. I bet you impress all the girls. Paige? Paige! Don't go too far. If you leave my sight, I've got more than a few things in this bag that can ruin your day and the day of anybody in about a hundred feet. Oh, I'm not leaving you alone. Paige? Paige, it's Nor. I'm, I'm here to get you out. She's not here, Normandy. What? What do you mean? I had her moved two weeks ago when we came up with this plan. What plan? You knew about me and Barnes and Amos and Popcorn and the Mothman. So I asked the Mothman to dispatch Barnes and Popcorn and myself to different cryptid sightings on water. Even had Dalton drop some good sightings info on the internet. I took a very, very obvious trip through a busy airport to the most water-centric city I could find. I figured one of you would come after one of us. This was a trap. Like I said, I knew one of you would come after one of us, but I was expecting you would probably be it. I figured with the animosity you had over Paige, you'd come for her specifically. You were, well, the most human. That was a big mistake. I'm going to- ah! <gasps> Oh. I did it, Michaela. I've got the hoppy. Got him one good. Amos, did you just hit them with a shovel? Yeah. You didn't have anything that could have, you know, not given them a concussion? Oh, I keep the cruelty-free stuff for critters. Monsters get the shovel. Good idea using the hide-behind feeding room, by the way. The two-way mirrored glasses, just like an interrogation room. We really need to stop having interrogations on zoo property. This is starting to be a problem. Well, if you have some magical black site we can interrogate people in, you should have told me before now. Also, if you do have a magical black site, we need to talk about that. They were going to kill you. They were going to try. Trinchard ran a chemical analysis on the poison in the jet injector. It was a powerful organic neuroparalytic. It would have paralyzed your lungs and you would have suffocated. Oh. Shit. You didn't know, did you? Of course I did. Oh my god. You thought they were bluffing, didn't you? Um, yeah, wow. I could have handled that better. I cannot believe this. You almost died. Yeah, now you tell me. I'm kind of having a little panic attack about it as we speak. How are you going to convince her to take us to the aquarium? I need to keep acting like the dumb FBI agent. Normandy's pretty high-strung. Makes this easy. If I had a dollar for every time some punk thought they were smarter than me. Fair enough. I could step in if you need some... Michaela. 
Was that money sitting there a minute ago? What money? Oh, shit. That's a stack of singles. Mothman, are you going to a butterfly strip club later? <laughs> Very funny. Like I said, 40, 40, I just noticed it was there. 80, 140, 164, 5, 6. Looks like $168. In ones. Perhaps a dollar for every time some punk thought they were smarter than you. Um, I think so. It's about right. Is there some kind of fairy godmother that's escaped or something? This is very odd. Can you get that, please? Sure, just call me Jeeves. Oh, God. That's a lot of antlers. Who was it? Um, it was a deer, standing on its back legs, wearing a pinstripe suit, had like seven eyes, ungodly antlers. <sighs> it's the gay deer. Send him in. Uh, Mothman, I don't think that's exactly polite to say. It's the only name he'll give us. Mothy, darling. I heard we had a new guest. What do you want? Oh, why do you have to be so brutish? Can't a semi-omnipresent servant demigod take a walk without needing something? Speaking of which, how did you escape from your enclosure? Oh, sweetie. Those bars cannot hold me. There's nothing you can do that can hold me. Really? Suha Ithakla. Reis Rail Ithakla. Suha Okay, okay, okay. Call off your bloody skeleton dogs. I came here to offer my help. We don't need your help. Michaela has it covered. Michaela. Michaela. Michaela! Oh dear, how are you? I'm good. Uh, we haven't met, have we? Not that you would remember. Um, when? All the time, darling. The forest has eyes. It talks. It remembers. It weeps when you wear those cheap shoes. I paid like 130 bucks for these shoes. Oh. Wow. Did you keep the receipt? State your purpose, dear, or I will summon the North Wind to lock antlers and throw you back to Canada. Very well, very well. I can help you. Let me work some magic on them. Stare into their eyes. Call upon one or two little dark forces. I can get them to talk. One look at my eyes and the truth will roll out of them like syrup from a tap. Magic? I thank you for your kind offer. But you know where I stand on your talents of... Overburdening free will and compelling consent. What? It's all the rage these days. All the kids are doing it. I know you didn't just come down here to offer to brainwash our guest. Why are you here? Fine. I have an offer from the auspices. They want to offer you something. What? All of our knowledge on the aquarium. No. What? What? Why? You did not mention the price. And I know what that means. 
The price is too high. Now get out of here. And watch the antlers. I'm tired of asking Amos to refinish the door jams. Suit yourself. Strapping Lepidoptera. But when you fail, I will be waiting. What the fuck was that? The unquestioned and unholy king and god of white-tailed deer. How? What? Who? Who? With the capture teams and most of the executive staff out of the zoo, he must have detected the weakness. He likes to test the confines of his enclosure. Why the hell do deer need a catty god that can speak English and snark? It's a natural culmination of their biology. He's immortal, so to speak, and very powerful. If he were to die, he would jump into the body of another white-tailed deer that fits his requirements. Anywhere on the continent. In a matter of moments, said deer will grow those antlers and eyes and stand up and start making threats with all the memories and capabilities of that body up till the moment it died. That's part of why he thinks he can make such demands. He isn't actually containable. That's why in the mid-90s I decided to handle him and another problematic guest that considered each other rivals by asking one of them to join executive staff. That's why we have the head of innovation management. In exchange for the promotion, he keeps the deer in line. Explains the reaction. Is that the thing Amos contacted the FBI about? Yes. Amos didn't exactly ask for permission to contact anybody about that. But he felt strong enough about it to countermand my orders. He and the deer got beef? Oh, you could say that. They used to be a couple. What? So you're telling me right now that Ithakwa is the head of innovation management to keep a body-jumping fade deer that is Amos's ex from overrunning the zoo? A gay deer. And yes, bad breakup. So he contacted the FBI because what? The gay deer didn't return his Zeppelin vinyls when they went their separate ways? Oh, no. He called the FBI because the gay deer is pure, meticulous, murderous evil. And I think it was Simon and Garfunkel. What did he mean by the hospices? The auspices is a loose alliance between deer, crows, and weasels. I'm fucking sorry. Oh, yes. They've watched you do every bad thing that you've done. And they judge you for it. Unsettling. Why is it that this is the thing that I find most difficult to believe? The world is infinitely more complex than anybody wants to believe. Why didn't you take his offer? We could use any information on the aquarium. I will say this now, and you must understand how important it is. Never negotiate with a deer. You never know the full price of what you're buying until it's too late. Well, good news is you won't need it. I'm about to get them to take us directly to the aquarium. Please state your full name. Is that really necessary? Look, by now I've developed a routine, so just do it. 
Normandy Reinhardt. I'm 29 years old, I'm a Scorpio, and I'm allergic to beets. You want to know about my grandma, too? That's not necessary. Scorpio. Really. I knew I was going to be interviewed, but honestly, this is kind of cheesy. Why does a zoo have an interrogation room anyway? Maybe you're no better than the fish prison. Normandy, let's cut the crap. You're an efficient person. Let's be efficient about this. I already know how you found the zoo. How did you find the aquarium? That is what it's called, right? Why should I help you? Because I can bring you closure. You still have Paige, and you'd use that against me? You're a monster. Some of my best friends are monsters. I have Paige Rome. I know things about her you can't imagine. You cannot leave this room. She cannot leave her enclosure. The only reconciliation is through me. Where do you want me to start? What do you know about the history of that place? I know it's old. Very old. The administrator is older, but I don't think she's the first one. I find it strange that neither of you knew about each other, but you both had the same complete lack of creativity in your naming schemes. That's not entirely true, though, is it? We didn't know about you, but you knew about us well enough to try and kill me three months ago. Look, this is going to go a lot smoother if you stop conflating me with the aquarium. Why? You work for the aquarium. I... I do not feel that I should have to shoulder the burden of the things it's done. How did you find them? About a year after you kidnapped my friend. I wasn't doing well. I was barely getting by in classes. I'd even thought about dropping out. Hell, it was close to it not even being an option. I was spending all my time online searching for evidence, proof of what I'd seen. It's there if you look hard enough, but it is buried under so much crap. You spend enough time, you can parse it out. Conspiracy theories, UFO hunters, people looking for a mysterious radio home shopping network that sells haunted faces, Bigfoot believers, climate deniers, chemtrail enthusiasts, flat earthers, people who believe JFK never died and that his assassination was an elaborate cover-up to make him the Earth's first ambassador to fucking Space Senate. I read one entry about a serial killer who may have used a, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this, a spell from an ancient book bound in human skin to summon an elder god and kill her colleagues. But there are a few places that are on to the zoo. Every once in a while, I'd find a message board up for a few days talking about a visit to a strange zoo, or I'd find a blog where some strange woman was talking about touching a ghost moose that had a few references to people in purple polos. What's the aquarium like? I actually thought it was you. I thought I could get back in and do my mistake. But when I got there, it wasn't the same. Instead of an open-air zoo, I walked down corridors of glass and tarnished brass, looking out into the inky black of deep ocean. You can barely see any of the animals, unless they decide to lurk at the glass, staring deep into your soul. The staff... They aren't people. It's like they're these faceless attendants walking aimlessly through the halls. It hurts to look at them for any length of time. The corridors shift from time to time, too. Like, you'll walk past a Megalodon exhibit, and then you'll find a mermaid exhibit. 
but you'll turn around and the path behind you now has some venomous penguins or a colossal squid tank. I couldn't find Paige. I couldn't find my way out after a few minutes. Then, well, then I found Malcolm. Malcolm who? Malcolm Laudermilk. He is, was, a good man. An ichthyologist that worked for the aquarium. He, he died recently. I'm sorry. You're, um, thank you. Who runs the aquarium? You mentioned an administrator. The administrator's a powerful thing. Have you ever been to a power plant? Have you ever stood in a room and felt the energy running around you? How it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up and makes your fingernails tingle? That's what it's like just to be in the same room with her. Is the administrator a cryptid? I don't think words contain the administrator. You make her sound... sinister. I keep thinking about what happened here. About how when I was here, I agreed to so much. It just made sense. But now my memory is distorted, changed, like... I can't understand why I would say yes. I get that feeling around her. There are things that keep happening. Accidents started to happen. Last week, a corridor filled with water, with people in it. We never found the bodies. Last month, an intern I knew started acting weird. He didn't know who I was anymore, and then I started seeing him everywhere. Like, sometimes two or three of him at once. And then I started remembering things. I remember getting in a fight with my sister, Claire. We were outside of my bedroom door, and I, I don't even remember what we were arguing about, but I pushed her, and, and she fell down the stairs. It was so, so horrible. Agent Kespar, I don't have a sister. I grew up in a one-story home. But I know that Malcolm had a sister, and something happened when they were little, and she was in a wheelchair. Her name was Claire. When did Malcolm die? Around then. Around when I started having these memories. This place sounds like it messes with you. Well, I've been there for three years and I couldn't draw you a map, that's for sure. Look, you guys want to go there, right? I think that's the idea. Why? We want to talk to the administrator. We have so much we could learn from each other, and instead she's sending swamp things to try and strangle us. The Mothman wants to see if this can be worked out in some other way. I can take you there. On one condition. You want us to free Paige. She comes with me. I can't do that. She's dangerous. She's a straight B student who spent ten years in a damn cage. No, she isn't. Look, I need to tell you something. You never met Pedrome. Of course I did. I was her friend. No, no, you didn't. I have something to show you. 
Oh my god! Why? What the hell did you do to her? These photos were taken of the real Paige when she was in high school. Her family were the victims of a drive-by shooting. Her mother was the only witness that woke up again. Paige Rome was on a ventilator in a coma for almost a month. The next full moon after she was shot, her father decided to take her off life support. But before he did that, he went into the woods and met with a cryptid there. He traded the brain-dead Paige Rome and a few other things, including three goats and a small box filled with silver jewelry, and the creature carved a statue out of a tree trunk. Her father carried it back to the hospital without speaking to anyone and put it in the hospital bed next to his comatose daughter. The next morning, Paige Rome was gone, and this girl was now Paige Rome. She talked like her, moved like her, had all of her memories, but she wasn't her. It freaked her mother out, disturbed her father and brother to no end. Her father ended up committing suicide. If it has all her memories, it's her. Just because it has all the scripts it needs to play the part of being Paige doesn't mean it's her. You haven't seen what it looks like when it thinks nobody is watching. She's... She's my friend. Your friend, the girl you met in college, is a changeling child. She hasn't aged a day since you saw her. And if the masquerade is threatened, she's overtaken by murderous intent and will kill anything that tries to deny that she is Paige Rome. I don't believe it. Why would she befriend me? The world is infinitely more complex than we would like to believe. Normandy, were you really going to poison me? I... I think I was going to. What has the aquarium done to you? The aquarium... It... You don't... You don't understand. Then show me. Take me to the aquarium. Let me see with my own eyes. God, you're just a glutton for punishment, aren't you? guess so. You don't understand the scope of what you're getting into. Once you go in there, it's not the same ever again. You can't forget it, can't move past it, can't let it go. It occupies every absent thought. Yeah, I'm familiar. No, you aren't. You didn't leave the zoo. So I suppose you're not going to give me what I want. You won't give me what I want. I can't. You want something that isn't real. I'm trying to help you. And... I don't know why I should. Okay. I'll take you to the aquarium. But just remember one thing. You can't go back. You know, when you said we would go into the aquarium, I figured we'd see some stingrays, some little seahorses, maybe watch an informational film about coral. I didn't think we'd be standing on a foggy pier in Connecticut in the middle of the night. Quiet, Amos. Let them do their work. What do you need from us? A little freaking peace and quiet. Okay, you do your thing. Arana Reese Acturium 
Hellaris Cossacum, Arnaris Acturiam, Salaris Nactorum, Hellaris Sactusum, Aranavis Acturiam, Hellaris Cossacum, Arnaris Acturiam. I still don't know why they decided to give us this information. They're doing this for revenge. They took us out of the zoo and now they're feeding us to their dog. They're taking us to the aquarium as some kind of power trip? I think that its administrator will just what? Eat us? These are the bastards that tried to kill me and Barnes. And they stole the Loch Ness monster. True, but for all the doom and gloom, I've not had a vision about this place yet. I can only trust the gift I was given, and assume that whatever the situation, we'll be able to turn this threat into an opportunity. What did Dalton say? For the first time, he agreed. Well, then let's hope I'm not right. Look! Sun out in the water! What the hell is that? That's the anchor. Damn! Like a sudden nor'easter! Introduce you to the administrator of the aquarium. It is a pleasure to meet you. Oh no, the pleasure is all mine. This is a meeting quite overdue. Created by C.J. Hausch, Connie Kitts, and Cody Phillips. This episode is written by C.J. Hausch. The voice of Michaela Kespar is Connie Kitts. The voices of the Mothman, Amos, and the Gay Deer are C.J. Hausch. The voice of Normandy Hart is Fox Cooper. The voice of the Administrator is Andy Gadry. The voice of Alexander Beckett is Nathan Gandy. A special thank you to Jamie Linderman of Nerdhouse Games. Follow Jamie on Twitter at jlindy or find Nerdhouse Games at nerdhousegames.com. Directed by Cody Phillips. Sound design by CJ Hausch. Original music by Nathan Gandy. Follow us on Twitter, at ZooPodcast. In space, 
no one can hear you scream. But on the Zoo Patreon, you can pay to hear us scream in joy, frustration, and terror. Donate at patreon.com slash zoopodcasts for behind-the-scenes screaming. A special thank you to our Spooklight sponsors, Nathaniel, Alex Smith, Yzma Hecht, and Mads Upton. Our Bigfoot benefactors, Mike Gokel, Cassandra Casablanca, Paul Matteo, and Hilary Burks. And our special agent, Marie. This is Special Agent Alexander Beckett reopening cold case 266-NO-0125. May 1995, Louisiana Charity Hospital terrorist attack. On May 16, 1995, nurses at Charity Hospital in New Orleans reported that in the course of a single night, 17 patients entered states of panic on the ninth floor of the Tulane University side of the hospital. Patients all entered a state of heightened alertness with a burst of adrenaline that, among other things, caused increases in heart rate, neurological responses, and caused a sense of panic in patients. Most patients had been asleep. What could have passed for a strange evening turned out to be only the first in a series of events. The strange fear occurrences spread through the hospital over the next week. Each night, a new floor in a section of the hospital would see several patients wake up mid-sleep, afraid for their lives. This resulted in two deaths on the night of May 21st. One, Edna Berry, who was suffering from heart disease, and one younger drug addict named Joshua Peachtree, who was in the midst of withdrawal symptoms. The big concern was that it did seem to target specific wings of the hospital, and with the recent chemical attack on the Tokyo subway, and the attack on the Oklahoma City Federal Building. Concerns of a chemical weapon being used by a domestic terrorist were enough to warrant an FBI investigation. Agent Richard Delaney led a team of three as they investigated the hospital. Delaney discovered that the panic attack inducing agent was only deployed in areas where many were sleeping and that whomever the unknown suspect was, they were moving in a rather deliberate line, sometimes moving up or down floors but always in a way that was adjacent to previous wings. There was no detectable substance in the blood other than what the body's natural hormones produced during a panic attack. Over 200 victims were interviewed, some as young as four, the oldest survivor being the 92-year-old Darcy McClintock. 90% of the victims were sleeping and said that they experienced a vivid nightmare that was difficult to wake up from. Even two nurses, who were nodding off at their stations, and a resident sleeping on the couch in the break room, gave similar testimonies. No connection could be found other than the location. It was discovered that the pipework did seem to follow the route between the walls, so the pipes were checked and cleaned, the water filtration system was inspected, and it was sent to a lab and replaced. But no active agent could be found. Three more people died before an orderly reported an intruder in a closed wing of the hospital. The intruder was short, gangly, and sat atop a CPR dummy's chest as if it were trying to impede breathing. The intruder looked at the orderly, flashed bright white teeth, 
and jumped at the man, who hit the intruder with a wooden broom handle and chased him to a staircase that had a fire exit out the back. After the intruder was dispatched, the hospital had no more cases of fear-induced death or nightmares capable of causing heart attacks. However, a blind white horse was discovered in the basement in an old surgical observation theater by agents, in good health, and nobody would cop to having hidden a horse in the hospital. It was donated to a local petting zoo. I picked up this case because I saw the zoo reference, hoping maybe Michaela had found something in a file and then covered up a paper trail. And I can't help but feeling like the FBI agents missed that there was something causing nightmares. I think the hospital had a mare living in it, and not just the horse. I found an off-site source that's an expert in Slavic folktales, who told me about a short entity that rides people's chest in the middle of the night, giving them bad dreams. It rides from place to place on the back of a pallid white horse. It's the origin of the word nightmare, and I think that was the intruder the orderly chased from Charity Hospital in early June 1995. I wonder if this could be related to a siding down the road of a... Oh my god. I have become Michaela. Why is it that this thing that I... Why is my mouth so dry is the real question here.